welcome to One Size Does Not Fit All with Well Life Tribe. We're sponsored by Renourish. Renourish are delicious grab-and-go fresh soups in a pioneering, heatable, fully recyclable bottle. Renourish soups are plant-based, gluten-free, dairy-free and packed with vitamins. Find them in all Waitrose stores. Welcome to the Well Life Tribe with me, Liberty. And me, Kat. And today we're joined by very special guests, Susie and Ellie. Hello, ladies. Hello. Hi. <laughs> well, um, Susie is a special guest for me because she's actually my next door neighbour. Welcome and back. <laughs> Thank you. You've been here a few times, just been waiting for you to have an invitation. <laughs> and you've brought your lovely friend, Ellie. Um, so, really, we want to know about your journey. And I think rather than us kind of going into it, it's probably quite nice for you, one of you, to start sort of telling us how you know each other and why your stories come together. So, I met Susie at a golf day. Um, that had been organised for our son's school and our son's school happens to be a special needs school and we happen to have children who have disabilities but they're both completely different disabilities which this school caters for every type of sort of eventuality that you may need when a mainstream school cannot um, deal with or help uh, particularly well. And we just absolutely hit it off, and I've been bugging her ever since. <laughs> yeah, she really has. <laughs> yeah. So you both have sons with disabilities, yeah, and other children. Do you, would you mind telling us about your separate stories? So, Ellie, how old are your children? Um, so, oh, I have twins, um, and they are going to be ten in just over a week and a half, which Ooh. blows my mind that I've got ten-year-olds in my life when I still feel about 11 myself (laughs) (laughs) that's a good feeling yeah and um they were one of them was born so they were both had a perfect pregnancy gave birth to them both and everything seemed absolutely fine for the first few months and then charlie started to not notice me when i came into a room whereas joey would sort of follow me around uh, the room and you know sort of as the eye, even though they can't move like the eyes are following you and then all of a sudden Charlie uh, would sort of his eyes would flick and I always describe it as the Thomas the Tank Engine eyes you know when he oh, got, yes, got all excited yeah. and the eyes kind of flick from one oh, side to the yeah. other um, and his arms would raise up sort of like what you would do in a dream if you fell off the curb or a cliff right. or something in your dream and we took him to the doctors and the doctors sent us home going, oh, no, we're not really sure what that is. If you could film it, that would be really helpful. It weren't dismissive or anything horrible. Um, so we filmed it and it took us a while to film it because we were going through some things at home. My dad was quite poorly right. at the time. And um, so we eventually sort of about, within about a week, we filmed, managed to catch one on film. And my husband actually took him to the doctor's to the GPs and he happened to do it, Charlie happened to do it actually in the doctor's surgery um, in front of him and the doctor was like, this is actually something I think is quite serious so I'm going to refer you fast track to see someone and we were asking how quick that would be and he wasn't sure and we had private so we sent him the next day to um, the local um, Gatwick Spire and 
from there we were then taken the next day to the hospital Gosh. Um, and then the, that day he was diagnosed with something called West syndrome or infantile spasms and we were told he had a 10% chance to see walk and talk my goodness um, so that was you know all in the space of 72 hours was Whoa. like a okay. A Life big changes, yeah. yeah, and you had a lot of stuff already going on with your dad, didn't yes, you? yeah. My dad, two weeks before I found out I was pregnant, we found out that my dad had cancer in the stomach lining. Gosh. So, when it's in the line, it's, 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 uh, it's where if all of your major art, uh, organs you take them out, there's a lining um, left from where that organ was, and yeah. if it's in that lining, they can't really touch it other than do a chemo or radiotherapy or something yeah. it can't just be taken out if it was say in the stomach or you know in the bowel or something um so he was going through my whole pregnancy going through chemotherapy so there were days when I wasn't allowed to be near him because he maybe had a bit of radio or right. chemo yeah. or something and then when the boys were three months old he decided that we were going to go and have an adventure and we he booked a uh, sheet in France. We were going to go there for a month um, with my my mum and my sister and husband were going to join us. And while he was out there, he got very very poorly. So he rushed home, um, and where, that's kind of when we really noticed that Charlie was doing this. Uh, you know, the Thomas yeah. the Tank Engine eyes. But we were so worried about my dad. It was almost like, well, I don't know really what to worry about more. Right. My dad, who's you know been rushed back to the Marsden or what's this weird thing that my son's doing? And because it was my first babies, but because I had Joey to compare him to, it was like, well, why is he not doing it? No. Is, he me is Joey meant to be doing this? Or is Charlie not meant to be doing this? Right. And, you know, so we ca also came back and my dad insisted that we stayed out there and enjoyed, you know, we were right on the coast and it was absolutely beautiful. But we managed to stay for two days because we just couldn't imagine my oh mum and him gosh. being at home on their own sort of dealing with it all mm. and you know so we as I say we rushed it back home as well yeah. um, and it was a we then took Charlie to the doctors and that's when sort of it took sort of about say a week to two weeks for us to actually catch it on film because it would always be I didn't have my phone near me and then by the time I'd got my phone and hit record it had stopped and things yeah. so yeah. how often was he doing that um, it was happening quite a few times a day right um, and then it got to the point where a couple of times we went up and, you know, we check on them because, you know, new parents and you actually care about your kids, you know, when they're new. <laughs> and um, so we'd go upstairs to their room and sort of be marvel over, the, you know, these two creatures that we'd made. And we'd like look at Charlie and think, he's wet. And he'd thrown up and he was stone cold from where right, he'd thrown gosh. up. And we thought, how has he not woken up from being sick and being so cold? Because he'd wet through, you know, the sleep um, blankets, bags. grow bags, that's what they're called, yes. And so we changed him and we just couldn't understand. And it, it turned out that basically he was almost in a comatose state for the majority oh of from being about four months. And he was at five months at this point. But obviously we'd get snatches of him where he would smile at us and do things. So we thought, no, he is there. He is fine. Yeah, and, and, you probably, and you really want to believe I want, that Exactly, yeah. and that's yeah. it. You're so invested in them. Yes, yeah. yes, exactly that. And, you know, sort of me and my husband would almost sort of bicker about it. And when one of us would do the whole he's fine the other one would be like no he's not and you know yeah. because we were never sort of in that phase together until it was like actually no we really do yeah yeah need to need an answer yeah yeah and had you ever heard of it before never never my husband immediately did a lot of research and my husband's he's uh 
quite a clever guy and um, obviously <laughs> married me. Um, <laughs> Wise man. <laughs> but he did a lot of research, but rather than when he would go to them with questions, they were like, where are you finding out this information? He'd be like, oh, I looked on the you know, British Medical Journal, the Irish Medical Journal, or the American, you know, they were like, oh, thank God. He's like, the amount of parents that come to us demanding to go on this particular drug because someone on Netmums has recommended it. So, (laughs) you know, he was like, oh, God, no, I don't even know what Netmums is because, you know, they were at this point five months old. So, you know, we didn't really know, or he certainly didn't know what it was I did, but he certainly didn't. Um, But he made me promise not to look at anything because what's on there? And I've obviously read it since now. Um, but if I'd read that at the time, I think I would have thought my world was over way more than what I'd even yeah. did back yeah. then. So it's I'm so really true, pleased. actually, because I think when anybody's got anything, it's just the last place to look. Yes, you know, online is do not Google. No, because it's just so generalised, isn't it? it? Takes you to the worst case scenario. Of course, of course, and yeah. you know, I've met someone since um, very recently, actually, whose little girl had West syndrome. And um, she actually passed away from it. So, you know, we really know that how lucky we are yeah. uh, that Charlie's 10 years on is still here and progressing, albeit in the slowest, most snail pace of life. But mm-hmm. it, it, there is still movement forward. And, yeah. you know, so we just... But he can walk. He can he, walk. He does have yeah. some language. Yes. Yeah. And so he can see. He's got um, no per- right peripheral vision in right. either... Um, in both eyes Mm -hmm. but he still can see albeit with huge you know very thick glasses and everything else but everything that they said you know just know this yeah he's dispelled all of that yeah yeah that's incredible yeah and so when we were in the hospital you know he had the test had the ECG and um, not ECG that's the heart EEG um and whereas you know uh, there's sort of the brain waves and they look you know, like little wiggly lines. Charlie's every line was so up and down that they went off the page up and down, and um, oh you couldn't gosh. see any lines. And we had teaching uh, students, uh, you know, doctors uh, in Withers, and at the time I wanted to scream at them because they're like, "Oh my God, this is so interesting! Wow!" And I'm like, "No, that's my no, baby." Oh and I, yeah. but now. Yeah. I know that they need to do that because obviously they're the next generation of people who will be the ones doing all these things for, you know, our children. When you're in it at the but when time. When you're in it, yeah. I was just like, first of all, I'm like, oh, wow, that sounds exciting. Yeah. Maybe it's fine. But then when you're like, look, and, you know, it's definitely not until it like that, and your heart just sank, and it's just like, oh, God, yeah, okay. There's definitely something wrong. Yeah, there's definitely something wrong. Um, but then we had the consultant come and talk to us um, and told us, you know, those things. And as soon halfway through that conversation... I then got the phone call from my mum saying, you need to come home, daddy's going now. Um, So I was just like, how much longer have we got to talk because I need to get home and explained. And he went, I can, you've heard the crux of it. I can tell your husband the rest. And so I jumped in the car and uh, went home and said goodbye to my dad. Um, But he, he rallied and lived until we got Charlie home from the, uh, from the hospital which I just think he did to just just be there for us. Yeah, you know? yeah. Sorry. Please no. never say sorry. Gosh, I'm going to now, yeah. God. So, yeah, so um, it was a real... It was a real awful, yeah. Yeah. awful two weeks, but we were all, like my whole family and James's family were there for us, for my dad's side, part of it, as well as... 
um, Charlie's part of it, you know, it, it just sort of brought us so close. And um, at my family is a very close family. We're all a bit nuts. <laughs> We're all very much like me, even though my brother and sister claim I'm the worst of, of, <laughs> of us. Um, I love the way you say that your family is your biggest influence. They though. are. You, know, they you, are, you say are. such lovely things about the support from them. Yeah, they are, they are my everything. Yeah. My absolute everything. Like my mum, you know, going through what she went through with my dad. But yet, still was totally there for us. Mm. And, to, you know, uh, James had literally left his job. Charlie went into hospital. He had to defer his start date for his new company. And when he explained what was going on with Charlie, they were brilliant. And just said, just start whenever you want. We don't care. Just, you know, you defer it, defer it, defer it. And he deferred it for, I think, a week or two. And then he joined and on the Monday and on the Wednesday, my dad passed away. Mm-hmm. And then they let him have all the you know, time off because he knew they knew what I was going through yeah, yeah. and we were going through. So they were like, no, just come back again on the following Monday. It's That's absolutely fine. Company. And so, I mean, we have been very lucky with the support, whether it be his work support or whether it be our family and friends support. So, yeah, very, very lucky. And, yeah, my brother and sister are fantastic and... Oh, just yeah, yeah. I, but we're really you lucky. are really lucky with that because I think you know actually family support is it's not always there no. you know and all these things but actually Susie do you want to tell us a bit about your situation yeah absolutely yeah. so Alex is now six and a half but when he was born we were living in Switzerland and same as you he pregnancy was perfectly normal and um, everything was absolutely fine for the first six months and then about yeah, six months in, he got chicken pox and he was, it was, he was covered in it. It was really bad. And I was thinking, well, this looks a bit unusual. But anyway, you know, you took him to the doctor. Everybody said it was fine. It was okay. So, but then he started vomiting. And I was like, oh, there's definitely something up. And then, so like, we had a week of sort of vomiting and him being unwell. And people were saying, oh, maybe it's a bit of reflux. You know, was, but then, like you, I was like, no, there's nothing wrong with my, but you know, my, I had an older son who was like perfectly healthy. We were all perfectly healthy. I was like, oh, there's nothing wrong with my son. It's fine. He'll be, he'll be absolutely fine. And this kind of went on for like a week. And then on the Sunday, um, he just kind of, it was a bit weird. He wasn't himself. He went a bit floppy. And exactly the same as you've just described, Chris and I were having this conversation. He was like, there's something wrong. I'm saying, no, he's okay. It'll mm. be okay. And then it was like, no, there definitely is something wrong. So Chris took him, I stayed with Finlay actually, and Chris took him to the local hospital. And I'm not quite sh- sure what happened in the local hospital, but Chris said that, that it was like a moment where like a switch just turned and Alex just went floppy and he just, Chris described it as we lost him. Not like he didn't die, but we just lost him. Light. Something, okay. yeah, something happened. So I think within about half an hour from arriving at the local hospital, they airlifted him to the university hospital in Lausanne in Switzerland. And Chris called me and he said, I'm getting into a helicopter. This is really serious. You need to get here now. So I was quite scary yeah, and so I had to phone and obviously living in Switzerland there's no family there we just obviously we had our lots of great friends so I phoned up to my friends and dropped Finlay off and I'll never forget the drive you know in the rain this horrible January night going up to the hospital and um, similar to you it's almost exactly the same as you describe it within like a period of about five days followed where he had MRIs and EEGs and lumbar punctures yes. and we're sitting in there Gosh, we thought, that's a lot isn't it for a small child yeah it was horrendous yeah. you know we just had no idea really what was going on and we just knew that it was something really really serious and a similar 
not Thomas the Tank Engine eyes, but his eyes kept rolling back. He just kept vomiting. He couldn't keep anything in. He's six months old at this point. Six right? months six old, months yeah, old. exactly. And then on the... So he, that was a Sunday he went in. And then on the Thursday, we're doing all these tests. They invited us to go in a room. And so you always know it's bad when you yeah. get invited to go in the room. So in we went and um, they'd actually discovered that he has a metabolic disease called glutaric acidura, which is very rare. But he's um, he has it. And... Um, He'd suffered a metabolic stroke, as they call it, because his body can't process certain amino acids and therefore we have to keep him metabolically stable. So like calories in versus calories out have to sort of be even. And obviously if you're vomiting and, you know, all of that, it's not even. So your body starts to use your own um, energy sources, which are very high in protein, which his body can't process. So these toxins were building in the brain and it caused quite catastrophic brain damage. So that's what so happened. That's what your husband saw when he says that light went out. That was the stroke occurring. We think so because at the time they were trying to. Um, I think they were trying to get a line in him, mm-hmm. and he was fighting. Mm-hmm. You know, he didn't obviously. It was painful. He didn't want to do it, and then he stopped fighting. Right. And Chris thinks that that's perhaps the moment when the actual brain was damaged. Right. But we can we can never know. We can never know. So what? Um, so now he is. T- how old is he? Six and a half. He's six and a half. Yeah. And. What is life like with him now? So um, the part of his brain that's been affected is, um, it's called the basal ganglia, so it's the part that controls movement in the body. So basically he's got zero control, so he he can't walk, he can't talk, he can't feed himself, he can't dress himself, he he hasn't got any, he can't, you know, uh, hold a toy, he can't, you know, he he hasn't got any control over his body. Cognitively, he is all there. Wow. He's like, and he's such a superstar, I have to say. He's like Mm. got the most amazing personality and he's, like he's really so sweet. <laughs> he's oh. such a sweet boy, isn't he? Well, I think he's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's amazing too. And actually, my kids absolutely love him. Yeah, and he, he's such a he's such a sweetie, a really really cute boy. I mean, I count myself actually really lucky because he's very present, and a lot of the kids in our school are you know they're not sadly not that present, right. you know. But Alex is really he's really um, responsive, and he loves all the things that his brother loves. His brother's nearly ten. So he loves watching him play the Xbox. He loves um, Star Wars. Love loves Star Wars. Oh. Obs- obsessed with Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I'm really grateful that we've... Because he gives us so much back. Right. You know, and obviously we... It's hard looking after him because it's 24-7 care. He doesn't enjoy sleeping. He likes to party all night and that's hard. You know, that I don't really want to be up between two and five every night. But oh. anyway. Um, and that's been really since... Well, it's your sleep. You don't get much sleep. You haven't had much sleep. Is that the same for you as well, Ellie? Yes, but what... So Alex is slightly different in the sense of... So Charlie ceased so much as uh, when he was younger... We'd have a minimum of 30 just during the day, and that was his absence seizures. A minimum of 30? Yeah, and then the, he'd have what they call drop seizures. Um, so he has to wear a helmet because he'd literally, we'd call it tombstoning, he'd literally just sort of fall backwards, head would whack whatever's behind him, and that could be obviously anything. Oh. And, um, yeah, so he would have, like, God knows how many of those on top of the absences Um, And every time he did a drop seizure, it's like, you know, when you get a computer and you're in the middle of typing that really important document and then your computer blue screens. When you get your, you wake the computer back up, you've just got the odd word here and there. That would be all that Charlie would remember from the time before he had those seizures. So up until almost four years ago, he was like a nine month to a year. So 
developmentally yeah so you know sort of he was so far behind where he he should be yeah um but he got very ill four years ago and it's almost like it's triggered something in his body and he's not seizing as much anymore wow um so he almost died um four years ago as did i (laughs) just before that um but obviously this isn't about me, sadly. No, but we <laughs> yes, do yes. want to hear about that. Oh, yes, yeah. Do. Okay, so just before I got pregnant with the <laughs> sorry, boys. Sorry, it's just the way you say it. Uh, and I nearly die. Yeah. And I was like, uh, I'm sorry, do you, would you like to come back to this? <laughs> well, so... You just like to do that every when, single day. Yeah, I do, yeah. I do. I like to just keep people on their toes and make them bring me presents. It's really <laughs> um, so I was 29... The doctors kept saying I was 30, which I got very cross with because I was 29, for God's sake. I did have five more weeks until I was 30. And I was at work and I just got absolutely screamed by one of the managers. I was a HR business partner at a private university and something hadn't gone their way. So, you know, typical, I get screamed at and blah, blah, blah. Off I go to see my manager, uh, my HR director. And I'm organising the Christmas party. So I sort of sit in her office and like slump in and like relax basically because I'm talking about, oh my God, we're going to the latest Gordon Ramsay and blah, 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 blah. (laughs) And I've booked this and we're going to have this and blah, 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 blah. And as I'm talking to her, she gets a phone call and has to get rushed off to go see the CEO. And I get a really bad pain in my chest. So off I go back to my office and I'm like, oh God, this hurts, this hurts, this hurts. And then I start getting pain going down my arm. Now remember, ladies and gentlemen, I'm 29. I so I don't. 29. Yeah. So I'm like, I didn't think anything badly yeah. of it. I just thought, bloody hell, this hurts. Thinking I had indigestion yeah, that or you'd something. Eaten something. Yeah. yeah. It was after lunch. I God knows what I'd eaten. Something from prep, more than likely. <laughs> Shoved it down in the 10 minutes that I had in between meetings, and off I go. Anyway, I then sort of get to go up to find someone because like, no one's answering their phone. Like none of my team are answering their phone in the office down the road, uh, or down the corridor. And then I see my PA come back. And as I get up to go to her, I collapse. I can't stand up. And then I kind of army crawl to her office from my office because we've got these frosted glass doors. So I saw her walking towards my door and then turned to her. So my my office door, the other office door is sort of a 90 degree angle. And um, so I sort of burst into her her office by sort of hitting the handle and sort of launching in on the floor. And she just looks at me and is like, oh, God's sake, Kelly, get up, you idiot. Oh, my goodness. And well, like, like, that's what you normally do. Yeah, well, probably, to be fair. I jump in and yeah. scare them or do something. Yeah. Yeah. That's a and, serious uh, hangover. Yeah, and uh, it was Monday, so it could have been. And, yeah, so I, I fall in and I'm like, I can't breathe, I can't breathe. Because at that point, I think I was having a bit of a panic attack sort of with it because all my fingertips had gone tingly. So she immediately rings an ambulance and they come along and they sort of do the ECG. And I explain that I had you know, t- think, t- I can't speak, tingly fingertips and everything. They're like, well, it sounds like a panic attack, but oh, something doesn't look quite right on your ECG. We're going to descend you to hospital because we think that it would be wise. So anyway, I get sent to um, a hospital, um, St Mary's in Paddington, and the doctor on call was not very happy a bit of a grump probably been there for far too long with not enough resources you know all the usual suspects that come with the NHS and I'm sat there and I'm mortified because they had to carry me down the stairs 
on a stretcher because I'd collapsed. They oh wouldn't let goodness. me walk down. And I worked in this very old building where the lift was so tiny it fit four people. Um, so, yeah, I had to be carried down. The facilities manager had brought everyone out. Like, Ellie's, Ellie's got the ambulance. Come on, come see Ellie. Brilliant. Thanks, Scott. So, Helpful. Yeah. So as I come out, you know, literally there is an audience of people. Oh. The CEOs come out. Oh, my you goodness. You know, the financial director shouts out his window, good luck, Ellie. You know, I'm just like, I'm <laughs> mortified. I am mortified. And anyway, so I'm sat in the uh, in A and E in the emergency bit, not as in the waiting area. And I'm just like my husband had got there, and I'm just like, oh my god, I just want to go home. This is so embarrassing because I felt You're feeling fine. I felt exhausted, okay. like absolutely exhausted, but just embarrassed more than anything. And um, anyway, the the doctor comes over to me and says, well, you haven't had a heart attack. And I was like, well, of course I haven't had a heart attack. I'm 29. <laughs> Really I'm in my 20s. I'm very important. And she then gets handed a piece of paper and then you just see the colour drain out of her face. At which point I'm still all sort of tackied up to the ECG machine and I start having a silent heart attack. What? Which is, uh, you don't really get the pain, but basically my heart wasn't, it didn't have any blood going through. Oh my it, um, Because the main artery had spasms shut basically is oh what my condition goodness. is. And so I then get rushed through, and then they start asking me all these questions. Ellie, how much? What drugs have you taken? What drugs have you taken? I was like, Oh, I took an aspirin because <laughs> uh, I had a really bad headache. And they went, No, no, no. What? How much coke have you done today? And I'm like, Oh, I had a cherry coke with my lunch. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and my husband's like, <laughs> Ellie, they're talking about cocaine. <laughs> I don't do drugs. I don't do drugs. And so my husband said, they're going, she's really boring. She doesn't do any drugs. We're, we're really, you know, sort of like, you know, just such boring couple. And like, and I'm, anyway, oh all these I doctors I can't believe they rush. asked you that, like, straight out, straight away, though. Monday. Well, it's, yeah. it's yeah. apparently yeah. London hospitals on a Monday when oh the people have done God. massive COVID Big binges. Partying. Yes, okay. over the weekend. I'm boring, so I was yeah, like, why no, they I was you down on totally, <laughs> No, totally unaware, but apparently it's a real thing that people, a lot of people, if they've done big, big amounts of cocaine over the weekend, that's when they'll have a heart attack because their heart doesn't really know what Naivety, to do. Naivety, I, I know, didn't know that. 100%. So that's yeah. my little party piece. So, no, I've had a cherry coke thing. <laughs> um, so I had that. Um, when Sorry, that really makes you laugh. I know. Can you imagine? Like, yeah. And I'm just laying there like... I'm so, 29. Yeah. I also did shout at my husband to make sure he brought my handbag because I just got this really lovely handbag and I didn't want anyone to nick it. So I was like, where's my, where's my mulberry? For God's sake. <laughs> you know, the important things in life, but making sure everyone knows how old I am and that I've got a really lovely handbag. Don't steal it. Um, so yeah, so anyway, we go in and um, they say to my husband, oh, it'll be half an hour. We just need to open up a uh, artery and it'll all be fine. I think they then assumed I had a blocked artery which obviously is a bit random for someone who is younger. And yeah, so in I go, and three hours later, they're still trying to open up my artery, and it's not because it's blocked, it's because it's spasmed shut. And so I have this thing called Prinz Metalangina, and four people in the country get it a year. Most people generally just get a bit of chest pain. It's where the artery sort of spasms a little bit, like open, close, open, close, open, close. So the heart's going, oh, ow, oh, ow, where it's not getting blood, but then is getting blood, then isn't getting blood, whereas mine spasms shut and completely shut. Wow. And so it, it induced a full-on heart attack. So 
they didn't really know who like what to do and they were going to put because a stent in so yeah they, they, they had didn't know what that was happening to me they thought maybe i had a virus that had attacked my arteries and hardened the arteries and that's why it kind of collapsed in on itself anyway they rang the consultant and said to him you know like well, it's really weird we're ballooning and it's opening and the moment we take the balloon out it's going straight back closed it's really not making any sense we've been doing this for hours now and he went, do not do anything with her, pump her full of whatever drug it was to open up the arteries. She's got Prinz metal angina. So, you know, they pump me full of this stuff and then I instantly feeling better and sort of less the chain, the, the chain, the pain and crushing sort of weight on my chest and down my arm. And, and then, yeah, I get sent onto the ward and he gets told, oh, you know, this happens to four people a year in this country, no one's ever had a repeat attack, I'll see you in my clinic, but you're gonna be on some meds for six months and then you're going to be fine. And then you had a repeat attack? And then I had a repeat attack. Um, so that was in, two, the first one was in 2008, the next one was eight years later, so in 2016. And again, I went and did this club size class, and it was really fun. And <laughs> I was there, like, dancing with, with my... With your cherry coke. Yeah. I d <laughs> Do you know what? I'd had a cherry coke that day, so I'm never allowed to have another one again. My husband has banned them from me. No, no coke way. for you. No coke for me. Um, I'm not really a, a fizzy drinks girl, unless it's another kind of bubbles but so you said they were bad for you Kat. i told you <laughs> don't drink coca-cola that is what i said your heart attack right? and yeah and i'm do i'm there in the dark with my glow sticks and i'm having so much fun and then i come out and it was summer and i literally get into the car get a massive headache like i had the first time around, so but you I knew the symptoms well no because i've had headaches before i just didn't really think of anything and i jump in the sh i go home jump in the shower because it's almost time to pick up Joey, because Joey goes to a mainstream school and Charlie goes to a special needs school, so I, he gets transport, so I don't need to, to pick up and drop off him. And as I jump in the shower, I get pain again. But instead of going down my arm, it goes into my jaw. So I just put conditioner in, uh, or shampoo in my hair. And so I'm like there, and we've got quite a long shower, so I'm there and I grab my phone like out of the shower and I'm looking up sort of chest pains with jaw and it says angina. So I'm like, oh, maybe this is like, nothing to do with the heart like it was. Maybe this is a, just angina, and I've been told that I'd need a heart spray, but I wouldn't need it anymore. You know, this is just at the beginning, the first six months of after having it. So I ring my friend, who's the GP, and just say, Chris, I'm really, don't know what's going on, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, call an ambulance. So what did I do? I get back into the shower. I wash the oh shampoo my out of my Lord. head. I obviously then put in a lovely conditioner into my hair. And then I go and pick up, uh, wash it out. And then I go pick Joey up from school. All still having the chest pain because I'm panicking, thinking, well, James is in London. Joey's got to be picked up from school and Charlie gets transport but back. you're so nowhere on your priority list, even though you've got no, these symptoms going no, on. No. Even though you are having a heart attack. Yeah. Yes. So I... Ellie. I know, I know, I know. Oh, and I think the message here, actually, to anybody who's listening, you do have to put yourself... First. Yes. Yeah. And, then, and listen you know, to your body. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm your really good at that. You I'm really good at that. Ellie, because what would they do without I you? I know. And I just, but I, I'm honestly thinking, you know, it's just a little bit of angina right. and it's going right. to be fine. I'm honestly still not thinking I've had a, I'm having a heart attack. I okay. just think it's, I honestly did think it was like an angina attack. And so I, Joey, at Joey's school, there was obviously, you know, major mum drama about pulling onto the school driveway. You're not allowed to do that. It's uh, very naughty. <laughs> what did I do? I pull onto the driveway. Damn. And, uh, like, kind of screech 
onto the driveway and I burst into tears and I'm like to the a lady who was in reception, she's not there anymore, but a lovely lady called Tracy and I burst into tears. I'm like, I'm having chest pain. And her daughter happened to be the head nurse in the cardiac ward at our local oh hospital. Oh my goodness. So I got on the phone to her. She then drove me home Somebody in my car. Somebody was looking I know, out for you. I know. And she drove me home and so someone would be there for Charlie when he got home Aww. and then James... Gets her, I, I ring James as well, like at this point. James is your husband. James is my yeah. husband, yeah. I ring him, and when he, I, I don't know how he got home so quick, but he got home so quick that the ambulance was still there doing all of the checks on me when it was happening. Um, but there was two fast response cars and two ambulances on our drive, so it got a bit of a shock. But what I'd managed to do, which I'm really proud of myself of, is that I convinced the head paramedic that the thing that probably would cure me is if I finally got my eternity ring. <laughs> All that to get your ring. So in walks James, and they were like, you know, he's like, what's happened? They're like, well, she needs an eternity ring, but she may have had another heart attack. Um, and then obviously I go off to hospital, and then the hospital says, there's, um, I'm in for five days, and they say, there's absolutely nothing wrong with you. You haven't had a heart attack. Oh, and I'm my like, goodness. well, what about, so when your heart has a heart attack or an episode, you release a T something or other, um, which is an enzyme because your heart's been damaged because it's pumping with no blood. And my numbers were really high. So I said, well, what about this? I went, oh, well, it's uh, it's really busy. And it's the weekend and there's no consultant, so you're just going to have to go home. We've discharged you now. Oh, my goodness. Now, I still luckily had the number of the gentleman who had diagnosed the Prince Metalangina. So we called him up. It was a Sunday. He answered his mobile phone because he's fabulous and just said, right, come in and see me on uh, Monday morning. I, I'm going to come in early. Back and into I, London. Yeah. yeah. And so that's what I did. And uh, I had that. And then Charlie got really poorly. Gosh. Gosh, Ellie, how do you cope with all yeah. this? How do you? I you've d- you've not, definitely... Not with cherry coke. That's definitely <laughs> yeah. not Please never have another cherry coke. <laughs> Ellie, something that is just screaming at me is your humour. You are so funny. Oh, God. And... I feel like I'm like the female Chandler. Like, if, if yeah. you can make... It's like make a joke out of a situation that's really sensible and probably shouldn't use and it's normally really inappropriate humor that i use so you know it makes people cringe but then i think oh then they're not thinking like oh god you're really poorly i'd rather think people laugh at me than be like oh but do you not enjoy it are you are you funny for us or are you funny because you're funny or are you trying god darling i'm hilarious (laughs) (laughs) i think you're absolutely hilarious but it's obviously um I'm imagining all your family are funny, that you're all quite hilarious. Oh no, my brother you? is my brother is the least funny of all of us. <laughs> <laughs> it's on podcast, Graham. Um, so no, we are we're just we're, my dad um, was an absolute jokester, like mm. absolutely, and I'm the most like my dad mm. out of like totally inappropriate, totally naughty, always in trouble. Mm. Not as in naughty, naughty as yeah. in you know I've ever been in trouble with you know the police, so, yeah, or coke, you know, <laughs> or the cherry coke. But no, just just really cheeky. And that's so I'm kind yeah. of like how our family sort of always spearhead things is that if we can find the humor and we can find a silver lining within that humor then that's that's how we're going to to think that's how we're going to do it it's really lovely to listen to you talking (laughs) (laughs) it makes me think i don't know if i would be this cheerful and after all of this but yeah yeah but my thing is we're here once Yeah. yeah yeah and we can be we've had so much rubbish like thrown at our little family and 
my parents also, they lost a child when she was three weeks old. And it's before you had scans and everything. And she had a really like so severe spina bifida and many other things wrong. And I just, I kind of, and hence my parents are like my inspiration. They just, yeah. you know, they had me at the time. Then they had Olivia who passed away. And then they went on to have two more children. Yeah. And it's just, you know, life went on. And, you know, they still gave, uh, gave us the absolute best childhood the best memories in spite of having that such trauma and such loss that that's kind of my thing of I've obviously got to do that for Joey and for Charlie because Charlie is still here you know like your purpose for everything yeah yeah yeah, and that's what keeps you going yeah sort of going back to you now Susie um and what you've kind of been through and you know talking about the sort of hurdles that you've sort of faced on your journey to overcome this you know like At that point when you kind of brought Alex home and you, you know, life's gone a few years on and then you are, I don't know, are you looking at all your friends who have got children who don't have any issues thinking how easy their life is? I don't know. What what was your thought process? I think, um, I think to some extent it is absolutely normal to look around and wish that, you know, my life could be like other people's lives. But having said that, I feel the same as you. Like, I'm, I'm really grateful for the life that I've got. And I think Alex um, has totally changed all of our lives, but for the better. Yeah. Like, really for the better. So in um, my husband had, like, a super stressful job and we lived abroad, etc., and all that. And that all changed when he got sick. So we moved back to the UK. Chris gave up his job. Now um, he works from home and, you know, we're together a lot more and we're much more, um, like, in tune as a family. So I think... Um, it is hot. It, it is. I'm but it not, takes I'm, some adjustment. I oh, guess, huge adjustment. I mean, it's taken, to be honest, it's taken years, you know, to get, and I've had a lot of therapy, to be honest, yeah. um, to just help me to deal with. It's hard sometimes not to feel sorry. I feel like I'm the depressing one in this conversation. No! Like, oh, it's really sad. No I can't. Way. I'm not as funny no. as you, but I'm just <laughs> telling you. She's how quite it is. funny when she's had a glass of wine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where's the wine, Pat? <laughs> or the cherry coke. Yeah, um, no. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, there's, I'm not going to lie, you know, it's it's really uh, it's a really difficult adjustment, you know, like, it's not how you're, you think your life is going to go. Like, you do everything, like, you know, I got good grades in school, I got a good degree, I got onto the graduate scheme at BP, I did, you know, like, you do all the things you're supposed to do, I met a nice man, we got married, we had these lovely children, oh gosh, and one of them is profoundly disabled, and you'll be caring for him, probably for the rest of my life. Mm. You know, so that is, you know, and then sometimes I'm looking at other families you know and they're going off skiing and we can't go skiing you know that's I just can't you know how am I going to get a wheelchair around a ski resort Mm. or you know they're going on safari and you know we can't go on safari or they're taking their kids swimming and we can go swimming but it's not easy to go swimming you know or or they go to Chessington World of Adventures we can do that but if Alex is not continent if he needs the bathroom it's really difficult right you know so it's just um, the planning and the process of this is you know so different and you were saying that you you initially felt desperately sad for Alex yeah absolutely because to be honest it's it's like grief because you're grieving it's he wasn't dead but the life that he was gonna lead was no longer you know that was dead that life was dead that option was was gone so so absolutely you grieve for that And, and if I'm honest you know grieve for myself and I grieved for Chris and for his brother Finlay because now our lives are completely different you know, and you think that you're going to go on and do all these great things, and you're going to take these great trips and do these activities. And it's not to say that you can't do a lot of things, but it's just so different, and it takes a lot of. And I'm, I think there's no. Sorry, sorry. I was just going to say there's no spontaneity 
in it you know because everything has to be so planned so planned you can't just run out the door yeah 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 it's never like stop it let's go as you say swimming because you've got to make sure that it's you know that is that this going to be available no we've got that the incontinence thing the this the that the other it's it's always like well when did this happen can this happen can that happen like or you know like a quick trip to you know, the weather's beautiful. Let's go to Chessington Mind of Adventures. There is none yeah. of that, like, sod it, let's just do this. No. Is there? No, not really. No, you have to I plan. agree. You have to be yeah. But I have to say, I mean, I've lived next door to you for quite a few, for a few years now. Um, and I am completely blown away by the amount of stuff that you do do. Yeah. Um, because you really do not let Alex, you, you don't let him miss out on anything. You are, no, we will do this. Yes, and I, I remember summer holidays coming along. I'm like, God, I'm not talking to Susie. I feel really lazy that I haven't <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then she goes, shall I take your kids? And I'm like, yeah, okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> Chessie together. Yeah. yeah. I just, I don't know. I mean... Does that spur you on to do it more? It does. It right. really does. And, like, I'm almost determined to prove to myself... I don't care what anyone else thinks, but to prove to myself and my family that, yeah, we can do this. It's hard... Like, we just did that trip to yeah, America. Yeah, I mean, going is, on holiday is hard, isn't it? Going on holiday I mean, we is, can play and go, oh, God, those stupid yeah, kids don't plan on suitcases, really, yeah. you know, like... I mean, it's a whole different ball game. it takes months of work sometimes. Mm. Like, we just did a trip to uh, Disney World, right. and that took me months of work. Because I have to... Because if Alex gets sick, he yeah. can um, very, very quickly deteriorate, and there is a possibility of more brain damage. So I have to, you know, research all the medical side of things. And he's tube-fed, so we have to take all his feed supplies. Mm. He's on a low-protein diet, so I have to take all the foodstuffs for him. Can I just stop you on the food thing for a minute? And I, I really like you to explain this to people, because it's not just a case of you're just putting something in. It really has to be measured out, doesn't it? Oh, Because so otherwise it is super dangerous if you do not feed him properly. So he is allowed 19 grams of protein per day. And he has to have, every day, 19 grams of protein. So he gets... Um, nine grams of protein from his feeds that go directly in his tummy and we provide 10 grams of protein through food so everything i cook has to be weighed measured every ingredient has to be measured because if i put for example did anybody know that 15 grams of peas equals one gram of protein no 15 grams of peas which is like five peas so you have to so that's what i have to do every single day i have to weigh out weigh out the carrots weigh out the potato if i'm adding cream for example which is very high in protein or milk all has to be weighed out and measured so i can't just you know go on holiday and no. get pizza i mean he's he's he has eating difficulties anyway so everything has to be pureed and you know it has to be like that so it's, does, yeah, it's do, the, do the measures change as he gets bigger or does it stay how does that work yeah so it's constantly monitored by the right. dietitians at great ormond street and as he gains weight he'll be allowed more more protein so um yeah it does change but yeah you get used to it Oh, that is huge. You do get yeah. used to it. So you can't have an off day where you're thinking, oh, I wasn't, oh, I wasn't concentrating. No. Like. And it's hard to trust people. This is, I'm sure you get this as well. You know, it's it's hard. Here we go. I'm, moaning. I'm the moany one, right? No, I'm going to be the, I'm going to be the moaning one. Yeah. If anyone's yeah, you're really moany. I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to, but like you can't, <laughs> you can't really trust other people, you yeah. know, because I. Like, you have to leave specific specific instructions yeah. and I mean pages of instructions if we go somewhere because you know they have to monitor his protein they have to do his medicines you have to do his tube feeds all of that well, you stuff. know how serious this is and I guess you're as you're the one going through it I, I would be the same thinking well they don't know everything 
Yeah. You know, and you want to trust other people, but it is it's a line. You you can't not that you literally can't cross over that line. It's really hard. It's hard. You you have to, to to keep sane and to get a little bit of time with your husband and to sort of respect that relationship and get a little bit of time with his brother and you know, I can't be with him twenty four seven. But it's really hard sometimes to to walk out and think, right, okay, um, we've got a lovely girl that works with us and you know, she helps us look after Alex but and I trust her implicitly but it but hard. it takes it time takes to trust somebody as well, doesn't it? Yeah. Because um, even our like family members, like the grandparents, etc., they they're too nervous. They don't want to have the responsibility right. because, you know, if he vo- you know if he vomits or if he gets if he gets a fever, we have to respond quickly. And kids all get fevers. And that's the thing, actually. When Alex does get poorly, um, and winter's really tough for you, isn't it? Winter's not great. Yeah, it can be challenging. You, you, yeah. you end up in hospital quite a lot if yeah. he. Like, literally, you can't bring any germs into your, you know, like, I think we were talking once about dog poo. <laughs> Back to the dog oh, poo thing the here. dog poo, yeah. But uh, in terms of, you've got to be that careful, haven't you, that none of any, like, normal kind of dirt cannot be, yeah. you know, brought to him. And winter is just, you've had a tough time. You had a tough time a few months ago, didn't you, when you were... Yeah, we spent most of December in hospital. Yeah. Um, yeah, because of this metabolic instability issue. So as soon as he gets a fever or as soon as he vomits, we generally end up in hospital because he needs IV treatment. And what I found, I don't know if you found this, but once you get in, oh, actually, you didn't find this. Once I go in, I can't get out. They won't well, let me with out. With Charlie, that's happened. He was in for five months. Gosh. Um, but, but yeah, with me, they want to kick me out straight away. Well, I can see why. <laughs> yeah. Bad they patient, need a bad patient. <laughs> But um, yeah, so it's um, yeah, it just all has to be managed. Mm. But, but these um, are the things I I feel that people just don't know yeah. how much work goes into this, and it's not work. This is part of your life, isn't yeah. it? You know? it is our life. That that is what my life is. Mm. Yeah. yeah, a lot, and it takes up a large part of time. And the other thing that people, I'm sure you'll agree with this, Ellie, is dealing with um, government and the government agencies and the council. Oh. Yeah, you were saying about the social social service. Yeah. dealing with people. So. When you have a special needs child, mm-hmm. they usually have something called an EHCP, which is an education, health and care plan. And this plan is a document which takes hours, took two years to, to finalise. It's, um, it's full of information about the child and also the provision that they're entitled to. So, for example, Axe doesn't walk, so he is entitled to physiotherapy and he needs specialised equipment, so he's entitled to occupational therapy. And he doesn't talk, so he's entitled to speech and language therapy. And it's all that type of stuff in there. Um, but dealing with people who write those documents at the council and you know trying to access that therapy it's it is really hard and it takes a long time and I spend a lot of my time I think people I don't know if they think I sit at home and don't do a, a great deal but I'm spending hours in a week emailing this person chasing yeah. up that person yeah. trying to get this piece of equipment trying to get somebody to come round to fix the standard because he's grown a couple of centimeters oh my gosh. it really just, make you work hard for it and Honestly, not, yeah, and none of them, none of the departments talk to one another. Oh my god! So when we got Charlie's wheelchair, I just automatically, stupidly assumed that we would get a blue badge because he can't walk right. very far. Like literally at the time, and if he seized, yeah. he would be, you know, fall asleep because his body needs to recover from the shock of of having a seizure. And as I said, how many he was having back then, they were constant. So when we got that, I was like, oh, where's the room where I get the blue badge? And they went, oh, no, you need to apply. And I'm like, oh, but I've been given that. I just thought that it would almost be like a tick box that I have a child with this, so I'm going to get that. No, okay. Now, I've now 
finally, <laughs> this last month, got Charlie's blue badge because they lost my application. Oh and my then, um, which was ages ago, I probably did it four years ago. <gasps> and then we heard so many horror stories that epilepsy doesn't count, that um, the autism and the, you know, all the bits that he's got doesn't really count. And we'd heard so many stories from mums at our school who hadn't been given them, where their child were, you know, were peg fed, were completely wheelchair bound like Alex and things and hadn't got them. So I just thought, why bother? What's the point? So and I'll sad. just cope. And it's I'll just cope, 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 because that's me. I'm a coper, you know, just don't worry, I'll just do it. And I'll just park right at the back of the car park so I can open the door fully so I can pick him up oh. out of the car seat and things. And eventually I got sort of really shouted at by a couple of friends uh, in a nice way. Yeah. Like, you need this, for God's sake, because I then had another heart attack in September. So oh. they were like, right, yeah, you kind of can't keep walking right. all these distances. No. And, you're and they get bigger. And this is yeah, it. Yeah, that is getting he's, harder. He's, he's getting, bigger. and he is like a toddler right now. So, you know, that bit of like when the toddler doesn't want to sit in the chair or doesn't want to do this and kicking out and bashing and punching and biting. I'm going through that stage with Charlie right and now. And he's a, is he a but tall? He's, is he he's, he's, he's a 10, he's about to be 10 in a week Gosh. and a half. So, you know, having all of that yeah, yeah. tantrums, but you know, when you try to pick them up and they just fall to the floor, when when they're two, you just end up holding them like, ah, yeah. sucker, I've still got you. Yeah. A 10 year old takes me down with him. Yeah. Okay. You know, so it's, it's the stress and strain on my body for that yeah um and you know as much as I play you know the fool and the joker it is hard and it is tough and you know I do have my down days and I've had I've started therapy I've been in it for yeah. a year now because yeah. I just sort of I almost broke it broke me sort of like I just I with the heart attacks and my own health and I just panicked what if I'm not around because it is that whole trust issue of oh, who gosh, who like my husband is amazing but he um he works and he travels a lot with his job um he's away quite a lot and it does fall to to, to me to sort of do the day-to-day -day and all the appointments and things because he may not be in the country and you know it's a conference he can't just pick and choose when these things are on yeah um so he has to go and, and that's so much tougher isn't it yeah. like other people are just saying oh, i'm by myself you know like yeah welcome to one size does not fit all with well life tribe we're sponsored by Renourish. Renourish are delicious grab-and-go fresh soups in a pioneering, heatable, fully recyclable bottle. Renourish soups are plant-based, gluten-free, dairy-free and packed with vitamins. Find them in all Waitrose stores. Gosh, I was just thinking like, so you've both got other children. Yeah. Um, how, is, how does it affect your other children how does it affect your thought process as well in terms of because obviously attention to one is different to attention to another one because it's not something you choose it's something that has to happen it's something that I constantly worry about and I constantly feel guilty yes that's all I th when you were saying it, I was just like guilt just guilt guilt because yeah. what's the guilt could you explain it to us well so for example oh, yeah. for example so we just took this trip to America and it was like a Star Wars themed trip and I felt the whole trip was about Alex uh, my younger one and Finn was obviously on this trip but um you know you're constantly because he's 
got these needs you know you're constantly worried so like is he too hot do we need to cool him down right okay we've got to stop we can't do what you want to do Finlay because we've got to stop and make sure that Alex is okay oh and he needs the bathroom now so that takes half an hour so you know we got you know right so Finlay you'll just have to wait because we can't go on that roller coaster now because we've got to sort Alex out and oh now he needs a feed so you're hungry can you just wait because actually I've got to, you know, and it's it's more like that. And then, oh, he's, he's cold now. Oh, gosh, right, let's run in a shop and buy a blanket, you know, because he can't be cold, because if he catches a cold, we're going to end up in hospital. And, and it's sometimes I feel that Finn is sort of at the back of the queue. And especially I find as well, because with the no sleeping, and you're quite tired, and I feel that I can be quite short with him. And that is, I've got huge yeah, guilt about too. that. me too, me too. I wonder whether... I, I think to reassure you, though... I get like that. I was going to say, I wonder you know, about I think that is a motherhood all. thing, just, you know, just to give a bit of... I know you're, you're you know, I remember before when I first met you and you were... I was always moaning about being tired because I, I'd just gone through yeah. my stuff. But then when I discovered that you hadn't slept for about six years or something, <laughs> I was like, oh, God, I feel... <laughs> Why did I say that to her? You know, like no, no but it's about. I, it wasn't because I, I just I didn't know, but that's what I want people to know. Because actually, I remember coming back in the house and saying to my husband, Rich, just like, we are, we're never complaining again. Actually, because if you had to do what you had to do on a day to day basis, you know, we just don't know it. But actually, when I spent time with you, I was like, why me? You know, it's not just you. It was, I remember it was, well, it was your night. You were saying to me, you know, like, oh, and it's, it's my night tonight. That's so why I'm going to be sleeping with us. Chris is getting a night's sleep. Yeah, we try to take it in turns yeah. so that you get, you know, And that was, that's sleep. been, that's yeah. your life. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Which means we're not often in the same bed. I kind of feel a bit sorry for Chris. <laughs> <laughs> not that sorry, but <laughs> sorry. <laughs> But that is, that's, that's tough. But that's our reality. Yeah, yeah. that is your because reality. And it's, you know, and people don't realise it's not just the daytime stuff. You're no. not just having to do all this other stuff again that I've not experienced to do for somebody. Yeah. But your your nighttime is also yeah, pretty hardcore. Yeah. 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 So you'll have to be physically fit. You've got to be mentally strong. Mm. You've both talked about doing therapy. What else do you do for yourselves to stop yourselves from just going completely crazy I've, I've booked a couple of I've had a couple of girls trips lovely um, love a girls trip yeah. Yeah. it is essential it is yeah. essential <laughs> so jealous <laughs> um, so yeah I've, um, I've done a couple of girls trips where I've had sort of four or five days uh, away uh, in sunshine with my uni girls and then sort of my Joey's school mummy friends yeah. that I've like, become sort of they're my day to day absolute rocks for just you know hearing my moans you know mm. shoulder to cry on there's I I have to say I think talking yeah I, think I wrote that on the thing yeah having good friends that yes. you can talk to that don't judge yes and are happy just to let you download a little bit yeah. is like essential mm-hmm. I yeah. think I do that every single day yeah totally and I'm there's... probably like everyone's worst friend no worst moaning friend that's it so I've got one friend <laughs> her again. and she's got the most stunning kitchen but literally I go to her island and like it's almost like my little you know where you you feel like the the energy of the stone and you're like okay it's coming out it's coming out it's coming out oh my god <laughs> and the she crying just, kitchen. yeah and you know oh my god i've had some absolute blasts in that kitchen but also i just it's just you know where somewhere where you feel and people you feel are like safe yeah to and just say non-judgmental yes and... but really say how it is and they really know what you're going through yeah. and yeah it's that is the key and just having 
just the best friends just as yeah. you say they are your daily therapy yeah yeah regardless of whether it's you know sort of well like we've both been to you know a professional mm. i think having that day to day i definitely would recommend the professional oh me as well. too oh you know, definitely I think, yeah. I, do, I think these days there's less of a stigma about yes. you know yeah. i think in the olden days people sort of perceived you to be a bit crazy if you had to see a therapist but yeah i think it's essential yeah uh, the, well, it's, it's healthy you know Oh, definitely. And I found my daily therapy of my girlfriends, it wasn't enough. I, I, my anxiety was so high and everything was being blown up in my, my head, you know, to such levels that I was not coping. Everything was just a drama in my own head, not, you know, not yeah. to anyone else. Uh, just I just couldn't cope with it at, at all um, and uh, got recommended this lady. And she's just, I thank her for everything, really. Aww, she's amazing. So yeah. 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 I do. Do you exercise? I, I do quite a lot of exercise. Right. It's a great stress buster. It's a stress buster. You're a really good runner as well, though, aren't you? Well, I'm doing I love running. Yeah. It's a, quite a release. I, actually, I just find it quite a release. And so I'm training for a half marathon. But um, I just do it as well to keep my body strong because he's only going to get bigger. Yeah. So I do quite a lot of Pilates. My teacher would not say that I do a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> I, do, I, I do, do Pilates. You do training in the back garden as well, don't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I try to just keep, stay strong because can, you can feel your back, you know, mm. like you're lifting. Like he's nearly 20 kilos now, so you're lifting that all the time. And, yeah. You know, and also Alex has um, strange sort of like movements, so quite often he's extending and, um, you know, trying to hold on to that. You've got to be strong. So f- physically strong. Mm-hmm. So I, I really do. I, I do a lot more exercise now than I ever did before. I know you say, oh, well, you know, I'm moaning and I'm... Uh, and I'm <laughs> but something that has just come to me is um, the first time I met you, I don't... It, it was like a party or something and I didn't properly meet you. I think I met your other son. Okay, your husband. yeah. I think it was a party in your garden. The second <laughs> time I met you, you were on your own and I had to say to Kat afterwards... Is that Susie who has the little boy who... Because I was like, she's far too happy to... (laughs) (laughs) This lady, she never sleeps. If she can, you know, her son has to... Yeah, you're sure she she doesn't sleep. And and I was expecting to see this lady, like, with black eyes. I'll give you your 20 quid later. You are so sunny. I remember you came into a workshop once, and you you said, um, Hi, we're running a bit late. Um, We have paid. Do you need to see ID? Or... (laughs) She's so polite. Yeah. She's so. You're so. But, but your neighbours with cat, right? Yeah. Like, Susie, it's me. She'll get. She'll get. Show me your She'll passport. She'll get the money out of me. <laughs> you're so polite. You're so sunny. You're so youthful. And I promise you this: if I was told to, have a, you know, a line of people pick the person who has like the most sort of hectic lot to deal with on a daily basis. Because there are people who moan about doing far, far, far less than you do, <laughs> who wow. are kind of, you know, look like they've got the weight of the world on their shoulders, but really they haven't. I, you carry this yeah, very I agree. well. No, 100%. but I don't. I don't. I don't know. I, I think you have to be positive. Mm-hmm. I don't want to dwell in the negative because I feel like it might swallow me up. Yeah. I think almost if I let it in too much, it'll swallow me up mm-hmm. and I wouldn't cope. So you just try. But also, I'm honestly, I'm so grateful for my situation. I've got such a lovely husband. I've got two amazing boys like Alex yeah, and you say he's a big influence in your life about your husband the, he's, oh yeah. Chris yeah. I mean you've met Chris he's quite a character he said I'm not allowed really to talk about it <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry Chris but he's we are going to talk about you <laughs> but he's I mean bless him he's he's amazing and he's such Aww. a good dad he's really dedicated to the boys and right. he's he is my rock 
He's also the biggest pain in the ass ever, but he is my rock. <laughs> but you do come together quite well, though, don't you? In terms well, I think of... we complement each other. Yeah. yeah, we do. Yeah, but no, I think you have to stay positive. You yeah. do have to stay positive, but again, just to say again, you are taking, you, you take on a lot, do you know? Because you know that you've got your child through adulthood to come yeah. as well, you know, whereas As other people are thinking about most of their kids are going to leave home at 18 and go and do the human treadmill. Yeah. You know, your life is going to be different to that, isn't it? Yeah, I'm probably going to be a caterer for the majority yeah. of my life. Mm. But, I mean, I try not to think about that too much. No. And, and I think that feeds into why I want to push what we can do. Yeah. It's, selfishly, it's almost as much for me as it is for Alex. You know, like, so I'll, I'll take him disabled skiing, because we've, we've done that. I'll take him indoor skydiving. Mm. I'll take him on holidays. I'll take him to play hockey. Mm. Because I want to do these things. Like, you know, what else am I going to do? Sit at home and do but, nothing. In but that's it about you. Yeah, you you never know. want Alex to miss out on anything. And you don't let him miss out on anything. And that no. is what's amazing. It yeah. is amazing. No, it Honestly, is. I watch, I look at your, th- your photos and I'm like, and I get a call my kids and I get Alex has been skydiving today indoors and they're like what and then we watch the video and I'm like you know but it's also just like uh, you know that that holiday and I spoke to you afterwards that holiday was really tiring for you you knew it was going to be but you that never stopped you that never stopped you for a time you'll probably say I won't do that again but I know you're going to probably will yeah (laughs) yeah well exactly I don't uh, yeah I don't know what to say about that. I just feel like... But I think this situation, this part of your journey, it makes you so strong. Even though you think you... Sometimes I know you think that you're kind of crashing, but you're not. You just come out on top every time. You just have to... I guess you've got no choice, have you? You just have no. to keep going. And I, I honestly do. It sounds weird, but I just feel really grateful for what I have yeah, got. Same. Because I can see, actually, other families at school. Right. And other... Um, I follow on Facebook other kids with Alex's condition. Yeah. And they have got it way tougher. Way tougher. You know, like, Alex... We have stints in hospital, but he's not in hospital all the time. Mm. And he is, you know, well a lot of the time. And he is, you know as we said, really interactive, mm. responsive, cognitively able. I'm great, so grateful for all of that mm. because, you know, yeah, and a lot of people have got it, you know, harder. I expect you've met lots of amazing people along the way in this journey. You meet really special people. Yeah. Like each other, but also people who are just willing to go the extra mile in this. I mean, there's the NHS yeah. where people are incredible, but that's more of a day-to-day thing. And then there's the kind of healthcare and situations where you're involved, where people are just 100% dedicated. I guess you see the same kind of people, you know, on a regular basis. Yeah. Who just, you must have met some amazing people. Do you have special people in your life who... Well, I've got, so Charlie, when he was started up at Woodlands, um, there's a girl called Ella, mm. who um, was Charlie's one-to-one mm. in the class. Um, and when she left, she's gone... Uh, to university and she's training to be an OT, an occupational therapist Um, and her goal is to be uh, in a special needs school Mm. at the end of uh, of sort of the training and and everything else but she still comes and looks up, so she was with Charlie last night so we could do the um, curry night for the school Um, but how she loves him and how he loves her it's, it's beautiful like you wouldn't expect some, you know, she's young as well, so she could be out, you know, I know what I was doing at, at 24, 25, and it wasn't looking after a special needs child. You were it drinking was, cherry coke. I was <laughs> drinking cherry coke, maybe with a little bit of vodka in it. But she's just the most loving, caring, wonderful person I've ever, ever met. 
you know, and it's just beautiful. And we've also got another lady who helps us. And again, she brings her son with her to like help me care for Charlie just so I can then do Joey's clubs and things. Mm. And then like the TAs at school. And you sort of like, Charlie is quite aggressive at the moment with his tantrum, you know, the toddler tantrums. But as I said, you know, with the weight and everything of a 10 year old so we're getting smacked we're getting hit we're getting kicked we're getting bitten all those things on a daily basis constant gosh and they're getting it as well at school and that when i turned up to the curry night and you just sort of see the teacher and and the tas of like the class and i'm just like hi how was he today they went oh he did really well we barely got touched today and you're like oh god (laughs) you know and part of me just thinks oh thank god it's not just me that he's like attacking yeah but you just think to yourself you know you're doing this for not very much money because you know TAs and teachers don't really get paid very much and they're you know and they're doing it the same as probably the same pay as what a normal TA and normal in a mainstream school they're not getting all those right you know and you think yeah all of that yeah people cheat what I've found amazing is it people really choose it yes it's almost like they've got a bit of a calling like yes. i've met some people along the way who really really mm. dedicate their, themselves and their lives to helping other people yeah and like in the world that i inhabited before like the corporate world just didn't see that everyone's kind of doing their own thing and yeah. trying to get to the top and you know you're not going to stop to to help somebody else but then i've met these people along the way and like they are truly what makes them happy in life is to help other people I think when you're in hospital as well you realize that don't you like with surgeons and all these doctors and everything yeah because of the hours that they work as well I mean I when I was in hospital I actually fell in love with everybody that I met I was just like because I think you don't realize until you're in it no but but how hard all of these people work yeah and they're so dedicated yeah so dedicated and you're just like oh my gosh actually you chose to do this job yeah you know you know, I chose to go and have fun in the media industry, but you chose to look after people. Yeah. And, you know, at that point, I remember thinking, God, I feel a bit selfish now because yeah. I was just thinking about what I wanted to do. And, you know, and, and like you say, you, when you meet those caring people but as well, because there are the good people, but there are the people who don't understand it. There are. Yeah. You do get... Uh, I think quite, quite what's quite sad is when we're out and about, because Alex um, makes these unusual movements and he doesn't look like a normal kid. And I think it's quite sad when people stare, especially children, because I sort of think, you know, I think perhaps parents should explain. Like, I've got, I've got no issue. Anybody could ask me any question mm. about Alex and I would answer it. But I think what's kind of a bit sad is when they're, like, staring or pointing and, mm, there's something wrong with that child. And you sort of think, right. well, I'd much rather that you just came and maybe asked me a question or said hello or whatever rather than... And how do so. your other children cope with that when they see... So Finn was there. How would he cope with that? Does he recognise that? Um, he's pretty good. I mean, because we just, for us, it's kind of water off a duck's back. You know, you just, you can't let it yeah. get to you too much. And he's 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 pretty good. We have had one or two comments at school, which, you know, he's had a cry and had to go and see um, the pastoral care. Yeah. yeah, so it's just difficult. But we just explain to him and say, look, Finn, you know, everyone's different you know you just have to and and it comes up in you know other parts of life you know people crawl about color about Mm. you know all sorts of yeah yeah all of you know sadly it's human nature isn't it so you can't the interesting thing i think for both of your son's siblings is that they will no doubt grow up to be two of the most caring understanding tolerant patient I just they will though. They must both be protective and yeah. their emotional faculties must be that they are equipped with certain 
gifts in that way that other kids they haven't had to experience so they haven't developed yeah. in that way your sons both must both be quite protective of their siblings and yeah know. definitely and um so joey went to an infant school so to year two um, so they, I made sure that Charlie at every because they had different inset days. So I'd always make sure that Charlie would be at the school of those days because I just thought it'd be fun for Charlie yeah. to, see, you know, he loves his brother so much. Albeit, you know, he still tries to drop kick him and stuff, <laughs> uh, even though he can't yeah, really that's, move. That's part of the relationship. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. It's it's crazy how and he that's can a good thing, walk, isn't it? But yeah, he can still thing. do a flying kick onto his head or something. <laughs> but it's but it was more sort of educating all of Joey's friends and the parents yeah. about it and yeah. um charlie much more prefers adults to children so he would you know be giving everyone like the little love eyes to all like the mums in the playground <laughs> so they all fell in love with him and then joe would be like this is my brother and it because they're twins they're not identical but they do look really similar like right. really similar so you know everyone then would come running up going oh my god joey joey you know your brother he looks just like you oh blah, blah, blah. that's amazing so that was really good and i think because it's that twin connection as well yes yeah, yeah. yeah. Susie, you're a twin, aren't you? I'm a twin, yeah, but I, I don't think it is a twin connection because Finn is so protective. Yeah. And Alex idolises him. Yeah. Like, I'll say to Alex, who do you love the most? And it's Finn. Oh, that's so nice. It breaks my heart every time. I'm like, yeah, hmm. yeah but he doesn't change her. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so uh, I don't know whether it's just like a sibling thing when you've got a, a special, yeah. you know, a special sibling because yeah. they they're so close. And yeah. it's so, like, I think... It, it's really a positive thing for Finn rather than there are negatives obviously yeah. but I think overall it's such a positive yeah. thing for well him. it's part of your journey yeah, yeah. you know it's this all is, he knows you know and I think when I've talked to you um, you, you said you, you've done things now that you would never have done before and yeah. the way you think about things you know like material things th a lot of things just they can't matter they don't matter what? you know like you know when we talked about <laughs> it doesn't matter if you have a mulberry handbag <laughs> many times yeah. do I have to tell you? But, um, yeah, no, absolutely. No, but you know, like, yeah. where sometimes you see and it's all about whatever's on the show and you're like, who cares? Yeah. Do you know what oh, I mean? Totally. It's that kind of like, totally. I don't have time to care about all no. that rubbish. It's just, you just have a different perspective. You know, you just, honestly, you can't, you can't worry too much whether my son gets five A's or whether it's five D's or... Yeah. yeah. I just, it's, you know, I, you just have a different perspective. Whether I'm driving a Ferrari, Chris, I would like a Ferrari. No, <laughs> <laughs> That's... Um, you know, it's just... I said this to you earlier, didn't I? It's like, uh, Joey came running out. They do assessments every half term. And he came running out. Mummy, mummy, I got seven. I got seven. I got seven in my test. And I was like, oh, my God, darling, that's amazing. What was it out of? He went, a hundred. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. Okay, okay. He went, I only got six last time. So I got one more. <laughs> and so we like, did a little jig in the playground. And all the other mums were kind of like looking as if to say, you're celebrating seven. But he got one more than last time. Yeah. And at the end of the day... It's like, obviously, I'm his mother, and I think he got his brains from me, which is not where he should have got them from. He certainly should have got them from his dad. So, you know, he'll be the funny one, pretending to be something somewhere. I don't know. It doesn't matter. He's, he's happy, yeah. he's happy and yeah. that's what I want. It's, you know, we were saying, you know, you going into that corporate world, you know, or doing this or doing that, it's, don't force, you know, so yeah. many people go, you've got to have a career, and you've Everybody got to do this. Everybody will find their thing. Exactly. Yeah. You yeah. know, and I just... It, just uh, always say to him, just be happy. That's yeah, all I want is you to be happy. But don't you think that's a gift? Because I think if we hadn't 
had our situation with Alex, I think I absolutely would have been on that corporate wheel yeah. and, you know, get, you know, get, get into the best uni, get into, yeah. I think I definitely would have probably followed that path because mm. that's, you know, that's kind of yeah. what yeah. you're told to do. And you it's do what get a lot caught up in the hype, to. like buying toilet rolls right now. You know, <laughs> yeah, everyone yeah. sort of, you and just, pasta. Yes, yes, yep. don't forget the pasta. No sauce though, just dry pasta. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I think you do get as a parent you do get swept up in like the fever of it all and if you're on the playground which we don't get to do at well I certainly don't get to do at uh, Charlie's school he gets the transport so you know when you are on the playground you hear all these things about oh god what school are they going to next and oh oh, god yeah what tutor have you got oh no mine's on this tutor and that and you're like I don't care yeah I don't care yeah, no, com- we com- completely agree with matter. you. Yeah, we do. So just for, if anybody's listening at the moment who perhaps is starting a journey similar to yours and, you know, they're going through the motions or anything like that at the moment and they could just take three bits of advice you can give them. Nothing huge because everybody's journey is different, mm. but what you can say, what would you say? Talk, just yeah. talk, whoever yeah. that may be to. Yeah. Um, and make sure it's someone who you feel completely safe with to talk real talk, not just the oh, filtered. I'm, I'm fine today. Yeah, you know, the mean, filtered talk. Because, you know, most people who ask the question aren't really wanting a full answer. I think, right. you know, you know yeah. when you're on... Like, like, how are you? Yeah, how are you doing when you run past yeah. someone like yeah. in the supermarket or the playground or in the office corridor? You know, just have someone that you can really talk to and... If you have that partner, hopefully you'll be able to really talk to each other because James and I at the beginning were not talking properly because we were both worried about upsetting each other and saying the wrong thing. And obviously I was going through all the emotions of my dad as well. And and I I don't think I fully appreciated that James was going through that because he was my dad, not his dad, you know. So, you know, we were both being a bit selfish by trying to be kind about it and I think definitely is talking is would be my really top tip yeah I definitely would agree with that and um, I just think another thing I'd say is be be kind to yourself like there's no point trying to be perfect it's not going to be perfect um, you're not a burden on people you know you're not a burden at all you just be kind to yourself just do the best efforts my favorite quote at the moment is from Frozen 2 which is do the, the next right thing just do the next right thing that's that's yeah. all it doesn't have to be perfect, you know, just be kind to yourself, do, do your best, and that is enough. Yeah. And on some days, if you don't do your best, that's also enough, it doesn't matter, you know, it doesn't, I just think it's, be a good person. Well, I just want to say, um, gosh, thank you, both of you, because yeah. it's really, I mean, I think it's been a real eye-opener for us, hasn't yeah. it? Um, and I really hope people listen to what it is you've said today, because I think it's really important that you've shared your journey and people understand I mean god you've been through so much and Ellie you, there's more stuff to you that you've been through we're gonna have to have another episode for this just on me yeah. darling <laughs> yeah I, I won't tell Susie um, <laughs> Susie who <laughs> but you know and I take my hat off to you because I know you Susie but yeah. just like as Liberty was saying earlier you're sat here you do so much but you know that's your life that's this is your purpose this is your thing but you are both such a delight to talk to you Moni you know I just it's all just I don't know what am I trying to say Liberty you're trying to say that we (laughs) need to 
shut up and <laughs> stop moaning about BS. Yes. <laughs> there are much more important things going on out there. Appreciate what you've got and yeah, appreciate be kind. what you've got. Be yeah. kind. Everybody's got something going on. But can I just say one last thing? I, I don't think that we're some sort of saintly goddesses. No, that God have got no. I think, on, honestly, <laughs> just, to, just, just to dispel the thing, I think anybody who found themselves in our situations, you know, you, it's just your life. You just have to cope. You just yeah. have to get on and do the best. That's it. But yeah. you will go through the motions. That's, you know, because yeah. yeah. you will. You will. Yeah, you and that's will. like with anything, yeah. you know. You, I think the nice thing to just say, and I know we've got to switch off, but the nice thing to say is there's just so much love. Oh, and love yeah. is the thing that takes you it through. Is. Love really is, is love is love, yeah. right? And this is what I'm hearing today, because not one of you have gone, oh, my life is... No, because it's love. Love keeps doing it. And I see, like, and it is amazing to see the both of you just talk this way about everything that you've, you've gone through, um, you know, it's not that uh, we're not. I'm not here feeling sorry for you because I don't. I don't feel sorry for you because I'm like, oh, I care sorry. about you. No, <laughs> I, I'm, like? I'm sitting here admiring you, going, look, that is love is the one that gets you through. Yeah, absolutely, all the time. Does, yeah. And I'm just, I'm in awe of that actually more than I am of anything. And yeah. I just think. Thank you so much for coming to talk to us. Yeah. Oh, thanks for giving us no, the opportunity. Thank you. And is there any run. kind of things you want to raise awareness to? Any charities, anything, you know, that you want to sort of, while people are listening, so they can look up and get help, you know, like any charities that you found really useful that you want to flag up or anything? Yeah, so on the metabolic side, there's a charity called Metabolic Support UK, and they are fantastic. So if anybody has a, a metabolic issue, they will be there and they will give you lots of information and they support you, so they're really good. Great Ormond Street, I have to say, is yeah the most fantastic hospital with the most amazing doctors. And every time I go there, I'm really, you know, astounded by the the level of expertise that they've got there. And so I think they'd be my top two. And actually, Alex's school, Alex and Charlie's school, Woodland School and Leatherhead. I mean, they are fantastic. They are amazing. They They're are really absolutely good. amazing. They go, uh, really above and beyond yeah. to do what they can for our kids. Yeah, definitely. So um, mine is um, Young Epilepsy. Um, they are a, a charity, a school and a research centre and they are quite local to here um, in Surrey. They are in Lingfield um, and they have like a support for parents but also for children. It goes up to young adults, so 25. So for children who want to ask for support themselves that Joey could ring up and ask them about help. Um, they're just absolutely wonderful. Um, they've supported uh, James and I so much through the years that, you know, big shout out to them. Oh, great. Ladies, thank you so much for joining us. You are inspiring, you're brave, you're strong, and appropriately, we've just had International Women's Day, yes. and you couldn't fit the bill better. So thank Woo you for joining us yeah. at Well Life Tribe. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Bye. Bye. Thank you.